This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Morehouse School of Medicine is one of two historically black medical schools created in the 20th century. Morehouse School of Medicine was established in 1975 right here in Atlanta. Morehouse School of Medicine has always focused on training primary care practitioners in a time when many practitioners may feel pressured or enticed to take on a higher paying specialty, Morehouse continues to emphasize the need for urban medicine with a commitment to underserved populations. Now, unlike many private institutions, Morehouse School of Medicine is not for profit. And although it's sister institution, Morehouse College, is all male. The majority of students at Morehouse School of Medicine are female. The students practice at Grady Hospital. Community is our focus as Morehouse School of Medicine is hosting its Community Engagement Day next Saturday, October 12th, at the Walter and Andrew Young YMCA on Campbellton Road from 9 until 3 in the afternoon. We have many guests from the Y and from the Morehouse School of Medicine, so on your radio dial, from left to right in the studio are Dr. Shanita Johnson. She's an associate professor of surgery and the director of the school's minimally invasive and bariatric surgery program. Dr. Tabia Akintobi. She's a professor of community health and preventive medicine. She's also director and associate dean of the Morehouse School of Medicine Prevention Research Center and Community Engagement. Carlita Jackson is the associate executive director of the Walter and Andrew Young YMCA. And last but certainly not least to my far right on your radio dial is Jay Del Sartre. She is a pharmacist at Total Pharmacy in the West End and represents a team of community pharmacists who've been partners on this program for the last four or five years, right? So we're going to start with you, Dr. Akintobi. Uh, just give us an idea of what Community Engagement Day is and the significance of the fact that I think you've already told me this is the second time it's been hosted at the at the Y. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you, Condis, for having us. This is so important. This represents a community partnership for us. So Community Engagement Day is something that is a single day, but it represents what Morehouse School of Medicine stands for. Our vision is to lead the creation and the advancement of health equity. We are very clear that most people spend more of their time outside of a clinician's office. So our approach to community engagement must speak to meeting people where they are, taking advantage of the community leaders like uh, Ms. Jackson through the YMCA and their existing trust and relationships in communities, and certainly focusing not just on traditional health needs, but things like economic development, um, as well as other ways that different groups that typically are seen as not doing the best things, flipping that script. So Community Engagement Day represents the people, as well as the partnerships that work together to make communities better. And that's all of it. So is this akin to a giant health fair? No. And that's something that we want to be sure we dispel that myth. While there are health screenings that will be offered, whether it's diabetes, HIV, um, di um, among others, this is intended to be more than a health care. In fact, our goal is to serve communities, but make sure that we make make sure that we get them positioned to be 
connected to a primary care physician. So we want to be sure that we provide workshops where they can increase awareness about things like sex trafficking or human trafficking. Um, Some people don't know that Metro Atlanta is among the national hotspots for human trafficking. So parents as well as adults need to know more about that. Um, But again, it is more than a health fair. It is about increasing awareness and bigger than that, promoting community-based organizations that are doing great things. It's not about Morehouse, but it is promoting all of us and how we partner together to make communities better. So previous community engagement days have actually happened on the campus of Morehouse mm-hmm. College, but this is, I think you told me, the second year that you've moved it over yes. to the, the YMCA. Right. So, Ms. Jackson, I want to ask you about why it's important for the Walter and Andrew Young YMCA to be involved in Community Engagement Day and why you guys wanted to open your doors to the activities. Well, first I want to say thank you, Condes, for um, having me here. But for the Andrew and Walter Young YMCA, it's very important for um, our community to be a part. Um, We see ourselves as a community hub. And so we um, always enjoy Morehouse School of Medicine coming in to our YMCA because it allows our community to have access to resources that they usually don't have access to. And so it opens it up for people to come in for all walks of life to be able to get some services and those resources that they need. One of those partners are the pharmacists. So, Jay, you're going to be there, but you're bringing many of your colleagues. Why are you all there, and why is it important for you to be there? The National Pharmaceutical Association is a national organization of pharmacists whose mission it is to serve the underserved, and we have chapters all over the country. Jay Delsar, you are an independent pharmacist with Total Pharmacy in the West End. I know you guys have been active with Community Engagement Day for a number of years, but surely it's not just you by yourself. You've got others who are coming out to help as well. Absolutely. Under the National Pharmaceutical Association umbrella, we have Trinity Health and Wellness. We have uh, BPM Medical Supply, Young Life Pharmacy, Total Food and Pharmacy, and MacArthur's Apothecary. All of these are independent pharmacists who have said we will provide 100 or more flu shots, free flu shots to Morehouse School of Medicine. Demystify this business about the flu shot, and, and maybe, Doc, you might be the, 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 the better one to do this because you've got people who say you get a flu shot and you get the flu, so I'm not going to get a flu shot. That is definitely a myth. The flu shot does not cause the flu, uh, but there are, very, there are different variants of the flu, and so each year we do our best to estimate what will be the strongest variant of the flu, and the flu vaccine is targeted for those those variants. So there are some times that we don't get it completely right. And so you may still get the flu, but it's not caused by your flu shot. So please do get your flu shot. It saves lives every year. And Absolutely. even if you do get the flu, it won't be as bad as if you hadn't had a flu shot, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's important to for everyone to get a flu shot so people will be able to come and get a flu shot on the 12th? Absolutely. And our free flu shots are geared primarily towards those who do not have insurance. So we encourage people who have no means. Uh, those are the people that we're targeting. But if you are, are working and you don't have insurance and you need a flu shot, you're, you can get that too. Dr. Johnson, who's invited to come out for Community Engagement Day on Saturday, October 12th from 9 to 3? We want everyone to come out, the young, the not so young, folks that are living right in the area, the folks that are driving 40 or 50 miles away. We want everyone to be a part because this is all the community. 
you know, so the community encompasses every single person in the Atlanta area. There's a new thing that's going to happen because this is so much more than a health fair, and it's a, your special project, Dr. Johnson. Tell us about it. I heard it just got its name. It just got its name. We are doing a celebration of our patients. So I'm a bariatric surgeon by profession, and one of the things that we are debuting at this Community Engagement Day is a fashion show. So we have patients that will be strutting their stuff on the walkway, <laughs> and they have lost more than 1,000 pounds wow. combined. These folks have a new leaf, lease on life, and they've put in the work, and we are going to celebrate with them, with their families, with their friends, and with the community. And so we are excited to see them show off the hard work that they've put in. Patients with Purpose, Celebrating Healthy Lifestyles. Is that what it's going to be? That's right. That's uh-huh. right. So in addition to losing the weight, these folks are have uh, gotten rid of their diabetes, mm. their high blood pressure, their sleep yes. apnea, arthritis. And so, you know, some of them have lost their canes yeah. and now can strut, really strut their <laughs> stuff. We even have some families that have all lost weight together that will be strutting their stuff on the walkway. So we're really excited to debut this at this Community Engagement Day. Tell me about your desire to pursue this as your specialty. And what made you want to be a doctor? You know, I knew I wanted to be a doctor when I was very young. I had this love of being involved with the community and helping others. And bariatric surgery is a very interesting specialty because I get to really make a big change in someone's life. You never get tired of someone saying, I'm no longer diabetic. Mm. I don't have to give myself insulin anymore. I have patients that are running marathons that are personal trainers that were afraid to go to a gym before Mm. because they felt discriminated against. But now, you know, they're in there and they're training others. Uh, One of them that I'm so proud of, she is a trainer with the Atlanta Track Club. And she's run marathon after marathon. And, uh, you know, we're just very proud of the patients, but I get that special sense of professional satisfaction. I get invited to their weddings, baby showers, and uh, we're looking forward to our first fashion show with the engagement day. Why is it so important to address the health disparities that exist, especially in our underserved neighborhoods? Absolutely. You know, people whether they know what health disparities mean or not, they know it's not a good thing, right? And so for a long time, we have been cataloging the difference in things like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, among many other things, as differences between people, oftentimes by race. But we know that it's not just always about race and ethnicity. Sometimes it's about where you live, whether you are in Bankhead and Buck or Buckhead can be the difference between how long you live and the quality of that life. We know that health, those health disparities are connected to a lot of other things, political investments in terms of the amount and types of foods that are in certain communities, which kind of make it hard even for those of us around the room to choose between a bag of cookies or a bag of apples. We should just do it, right? But it's not that easy. And so health disparities are differences in health, but we know that it's oftentimes things in communities, political will um, that can determine whether when someone wants to do the right thing, 
that they're able to do the right thing. So that is why community is not just about service, but it's our attention to the factors that help people to live their best life, even when they want to. So one of the things that is also new this year is um, our workshops that are focused in key areas. And one of them will be focused on mental health. I was just about to ask you about mental health, especially among African-Americans, because we have been conditioned for so long to not address it and not to practice Mm self-care and take Mm -hmm. care of ourselves. So talk to us more about that. So certainly, I think the reality is that when it comes to things from the neck down, um, it's, it's more socially acceptable when we think about our health to address it, right? Whether you're overweight or, you know, some things have more stigma than others, but Health from the neck up is something that in our community has held so much stigma uh, that we stand by and watch people unravel, or sometimes we're unraveling ourselves. And so addressing mental health is something that I think our institution has always done, but particularly given the largest disparities in mental health and related outcomes, even in our communities here recently, we must make sure that we address it head on. So we will have a workshop that's focused on mental health matters, stress management, and self-care. So rather than calling it mental health, which oftentimes just that term has stigma, let's talk about how we handle stress and take care of ourselves. Self-care is probably a more um, accepted term, but both stress management and self-care are the things that will help us to manage our health. And mental health is not a bad thing. We are a sliding scale of having good or poor mental health. Mental health is a part of our health. What are some of the ways, simple ways, that Mm -hmm. we can better manage our stress? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure others may have some perspectives on this as well. Um, But oftentimes when we are not feeling well emotionally, the inclination is that we should retreat, meaning we want to spend time alone, we want to stay indoors, uh, but we know that it's important to be socially engaged. And maybe if you don't want to tell people how you feel, getting outside even. We know vitamin D is something we need anyway. Going outside and even engaging, like I go to the park now and walk and don't just go on the treadmill. All of the things that help you to be more aware and give you some perspective. Um, There are other things that we frequently don't connect with, with poor mental health that we should all address, and that is if you don't get enough sleep, it will throw you completely off. (laughs) And those are some basic things that you can do. Attention to what's called sleep hygiene. Um, My my husband is a family doc, so he reminds me of this all the time and that I don't have it as well as I need to. Dr. Johnson, I would ask you on that point, sleep hygiene, if you are someone who is working more than one job, you're not getting the right amount of sleep. Those are some of the, the conditions that can lead to weight gain. Absolutely. So that is one of the things that we address when patients come to see me in the office. Most of the times, sleep hygiene is not there. You know, they're they're not getting enough time uh, to rest. They're skipping meals because they're on the run. You know, we need to make time for ourselves. We need to set boundaries. Sometimes we need to say no. You know, and it's hard sometimes to, to say that a little too two-letter word, but you need time for yourself to live your best life also. I believe in in what they call evidence-based medicine. I'm learning more and more about that as I finish 
uh, an enhancement in my degree at at the university and want and it's an individual thing so I would say the best thing to do is to have a relationship with a physician and follow what they're saying but things like getting drinking your water eating those meals having at least 30 minutes of exercise over a period of a week 150 minutes of exercise so those are things that have been proven to really help you uh, you know, your mental health overall. So I think it's your lifestyle um, that you have. And so as a pharmacist, I try to reinforce that whenever I can with my patients. Ms. Jackson, we know that we're going to have many people at your facility on October 12th for Community Engagement Day. But talk to our audience about other opportunities that exist there to get out and to participate in the self-care that we're talking about. And so to help with that self-care, we also have workout facilities. Um, we also have a program where we call the Coach Approach, where we have a coach to help you through that first six months of working out. Because it's hard getting back on that wheel, even for me. So when I, <laughs> so I have to have somebody say, okay, come on, let's go, let's go. So I think part of the other part of the stress management, even for my team, is having an accountability partner who says, okay, let's go get that 30 minutes in. And so <clears throat> I think that's important that we have. So that's part of those resources we have as far as we're also working on weight loss, having people bringing in um, other partners who talk about the nutrition part of it because it's important. You can work out, but if you don't have the nutrition set to it, it zeroes each other's out. So just working with other partners and bringing them in so that we can increase um, the information again, and but also be able to offer our members and, I guess, some alternatives. Dr. Toby, talk to us a little bit about nutrition. I and mean, we've talked about needing to make sure you're getting the right amount of sleep, needing to be sure that you are getting some activity, needing to do some of the right things. But again, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. the difference between living in Buckhead or in Bankhead and the food deserts yeah. that exist in our community south mm -hmm. of I-20, how can we make sure that our, our communities are getting the access that they need to the fresh fruits and vegetables that are, mm -hmm. are critical to a healthy diet? It, it is, it's tough, right? Yeah. And we know that in, in some communities or those who are defined as, as food deserts, um, most of the residents are going to a corner store to get their groceries. And we know corner stores, they are filled with a constellation of chips and maybe a few overripe bananas when you're going to pay. So if people are going there for their groceries, it means most of the things that they're getting are packaged and with a barcode, right? And so um, while we know that it takes time to change communities, we hope that through the partnerships that we have through Morehouse School of Medicine with folks like the YMCA, um, uh, among many others, that we can create linkages. So we have networks of local farmers who have approached us and said, look, we will come to you, or we want to be able to provide low or no cost um, fruits and vegetables to communities that may not have anything like us there. So many of them will be there on Saturday to talk about the resources that they provide. Many of them even accept SNAP um, uh, benefits um, as payment for 
the low cost fruits and vegetables that they provide. You know, the other issue that's real is that frequently, you know, like we have a fresh foods market that's always there if people go and visit all the vendors and and the clinical corner they can get a fresh bag of a fresh bag of groceries fr- fruits and vegetables but you know what do I do now with the head of lettuce when I take it home it's nice I have this but it's about to perish in 2 days and I don't know if my my husband and kids or partner are going to like it so we have a number of groups um, clinicians that focus on a lifestyle um, management uh, philosophy so it's not just about how to make taste healthy foods but as was described earlier it's about lifestyle it's about the the 95 percent of time that people spend outside how do you live this best life right so we hope again that we are creating linkages awareness and also increasing capacities of people to take away things that can help them to live out what they most of them know how to do and if not hopefully their ears will be perked with with tools that they can take away from October 12th. What can our listeners do to support you all in this endeavor? Well, one of the first things that they can do is if they are a community leader that wants the work that they do to be exposed and for people to increase awareness about what they do, they can go to www.msm.edu. On our front page is the banner for Community Engagement Day. We want to celebrate and promote you. So if you go to that page, you can sign up to be what's called an exhibitor. Let us know what you need. And you have a free platform uh, to talk about, engage, and increase awareness about the work that you do to serve communities. And certainly you can also go there to register and, and see a lot of the things that we've talked about today. Dr. Johnson, if people listening right now, for whatever reason, maybe can't get out to come and see you, but they want to make one change, what would you encourage them to do? Ooh. <laughs> there are so many that are right there that we can we can do easily. We can walk for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so getting out and walking 10 minutes a day you can drink more water. How much water should you drink in a given day if you're you, gonna really do it right? You should be drinking eight, eight ounces, so about 64 ounces of water per day. Most people are not doing that. Most people are not actually checking how much or measuring how much they're drinking. So I would say is just start by measuring how much you're drinking. You'll be surprised, and that will tell you where to go from there. But water and some exercise, start with those. Jay, you have any final thoughts that you want to give our listeners? What would you have them to do? First of all, I would have them listen to Dr. Johnson and Dr. Akintobi um, and make it a point to have a great doctor in your life who can guide you, a great pharmacist. Um, I think the engagement that Morehouse School of Medicine has extended to other professionals is phenomenal and the National Pharmaceutical Association in Atlanta, we're excited and we want to continue this and continue this conversation because we have to. Yeah. And Dr. Akintobi, if somebody doesn't have insurance coverage, they can still come out, right? Absolutely. This is for everyone. In fact, we specifically want to see those who may 
not think they're eligible. We want to see them there. This is a day of service. So even if folks don't have insurance, again, this is not a health fair. So they may get screenings and take advantage of all that we have to offer. But because you're not coming to a doctor, there's no need to worry about your health insurance status. We want to see you there. All right. It is the Morehouse School of Medicine Community Engagement Day next Saturday, October 12th, at the Walter and Andrew Young YMCA. That's on Campbellton Road in southwest Atlanta. Community Engagement Day runs from 9 until 3. Dr. Johnson, Dr. Akintobi, Ms. Jackson, Ms. Del Sart, thank you guys. Great, great, great good luck next weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.